0: Peaceful greetings everybody, welcome to Words That Inspire, a space where my goal is always to motivate, to inspire, to encourage, and to uplift. I hope your February is going along very well and that you have had a wonderful past week and are looking forward, filled with expectations for this upcoming week. So today I am going to start with a story about a man in the Bible. Um, we know him as someone who walked really closely with God, someone who was highly anointed. And how do we know he was highly anointed? Well, he called on fire from heaven on different occasions, including a time or a couple of times when he called on fire to literally consume soldiers who were about to take him against his will. But The focus of my story is not just is not the times when he defeated um soldiers calling fire from heaven but the very first time he did that. And by now you should probably know I am referring to the prophet Elijah. So on the first um on the first occasion when he called on fire from heaven we just know that he was Elijah the Tishbite there was by his word. By his word, there was famine in the land. And it was time, I think a few years had passed, it was time to show the people of Israel who had gone astray, to remind them of the awesome power that is God's. And so we probably know the story about um, his dealings with the prophets, prophets of Baal. And how each side did their own sacrifice, but of course, only on the side of Elijah did fire literally fall from heaven and consume the sacrifice. That was God showing off His power through Elijah, and we find that story in First Kings eighteen. But where I'm headed to is not really um, that that event. <clears throat> it's what happened afterwards. So, you know, Elijah had, had finished with the prophets of Baal. He had killed them off and we'll move on to the next chapter, which is First Kings 19. And Jezebel has now heard what Elijah has done. He has killed the prophets with the sword and she has decided, okay, you know what, I'll put out the word. I'm going after Elijah. He's in trouble. Let him know that by this time tomorrow, I am going to kill him. That's First Kings nineteen one and two, and Elijah became afraid for his life. So let me pause here. The man who had just literally called on fire from heaven was afraid of his life, of afraid or of Jezebel, afraid for for his life, because sometimes when. I'm emphasizing that because sometimes when we think of Elijah, when I think of Elijah, he seems almost superhuman because of um, how God used him. Because all he had to do was say, by my word, there will be no rain until I say otherwise. And it happened because he was literally able to call down fire from heaven and so many other miracles God did through him. He seems almost superhuman. But that section where he got scared and was afraid and ran for his life always amazes me because I, you know I keep trying to put myself in that situation. What if I had? What if I have the power, the anointing, to do what Elijah did, and then Jezebel or somebody like her some, suddenly says, "I'm going to kill you." You know, when I think about it, I would like to think oh i'll tell her bring it on but regardless of of why that's that's a topic we can explore at another time uh let's continue on so he got afraid um he left his servant behind and he ran away into the wilderness and actually he was so scared he prayed to god you know what i've had enough come take my life I'm, i'm done with all of this And he lay down and slept. Except an angel woke him up, gave him food. He ate, he drank, and went back to sleep. The angel came back a second time, gave him food. He ate, he drank. And then he traveled for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached a specific mountain. Now, this is the part of the story I want to focus on, or my focus for today. So, when he got to the mountain, God asked him, what are you doing here? And he told God, you know what? I'm the only prophet left in Israel, which at that point wasn't true. But you know, in the midst of our problems, it almost feels as if we are the only ones who are going through it or the only ones who are enduring or doing great and mighty feats to get ourselves out of that situation. But he tells God, you know what? I've tried and and they're trying to kill me. And God told him, hang on go stand, I'm about to pass by, my voice is, you know, we're about to speak, my presence is about to pass you by, and that was important because in the presence of the Lord, we gain so many things, we hear God's voice, in the presence of the Lord, we get strength, we get revelation, so God tells him, the presence of the Lord is about to pass by, go stand in the mountain. And three things happened a great and powerful wind literally shattered the rocks of the mountain tore the mountain apart it was it I mean imagine I can't even think of any tornado that would be so powerful it ripped the mountain apart and shattered rocks and yet the Lord was nothing in it Then after the wind, there was an earthquake. The Lord was not there either. And then after the earthquake, there was a great fire and the Lord was not in the fire. And then after the fire came a gentle whisper. And Elijah heard it and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And so on and so forth. You know, the story continues, but I'm I'm stopping here because that's my focus. Again, three... Will I call it supernatural things happened? Or three great events happened? And Elijah knew God's voice was not there. How did he know? How did he know? Because of course he was listening. Even in the midst of his fear. Elijah didn't focus on just what he could see. He was listening and he had not allowed his fear yet to let him forget the voice of God. He he was least the only, you know, if if whatever your name is, if somebody who you know calls your name from behind you, when you hear their voice, if, you know, if, if okay, let me use this example. If someone, you know, tells you you're, you're facing... Wherever your face and they say, "Oh, I'm going to come behind you and call you, so that we'll go where where we are." Even if someone with a megaphone comes and shouts your name, I mean, the 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 loudness of the noise might startle you and make you turn around and look, but you're not going to follow whoever has just called your name because that is not the voice you know. Or even if somebody came before you and called your name and you can see them you're not going to go with them because that is not the voice you know i mean you you hear the voice and you process it and realize nope that's not it and you keep waiting until the person you know calls you whether they're calling you from behind or you cannot see them as soon as you hear the voice and hear your name you turn and you start moving and you start looking and that is what elijah did Even in the midst of his fear, Elijah did not forget God's voice. And this is really important because for a lot of us, we get into trouble or have situations and we completely forget about God. We forget what God sounds like. We forget his voice. And when I mean his voice, not just literally how God communicates with us, but what he has said in the bible and the various revelations we've we've had from teachings and and from preachings and from reading the bible we forget the lessons of our personal relationship with god we forget just what god is all about what he would like or not like who he is what he can do we just forget our fear and our anxiety becomes louder than god's voice we cannot. It's not that God is not speaking. God is constantly with us. God is constantly speaking to us. God is constantly revealing things to us, but we often find ourselves in a place where our, dis, our desperation, our fear, our anxiety, our need for solution becomes louder than God's voice. So I want us to draw an example from Elijah even when he was running from his life or rather running from his enemies and running for his life. He did not forget God's voice. I mean a great and mighty wind came. Today we'll call it um, an act of God. I'm still trying to imagine it. The kind of wind that is so powerful so powerful First, uh, First Kings chapter 19, verse 11. A great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks. And yet, Elijah not only had the presence of man, but was listening closely enough to know, yeah, that's impressive, but mm, the presence of God is not you and then an earthquake and we um, and some folks who have experienced earthquakes or or tremors even then elijah was able to i remember this all of these were happened in the mountain where he was He experienced the earthquake and he said "Mm, no then a great fire came and even then he was not impressed until the gentle whisper came, and he was listening closely enough to know, "Ah, yeah, that's good." He did not allow the noise from the earthquake, from the wind, to to distract him. He did not allow the sound of his fear and his anxiety to distract him. Imagine if he, he if he was expecting a wind, he would have missed the whisper imagine if his fear and anxieties he was just stuck in his head with what was, you know, with his fear he would not have heard the whisper for a lot of us in whatever situations we are facing God is speaking directing us, do this, do that wait, don't wait move here don't say this, say this look here, don't look here, don't do this but he's speaking to us in a whisper and we cannot hear him because either we are impressed with the loud voice of another human being, whatever someone else is saying. Or the sound of our anxiety is so loud in our own head, there is no space to, to even hear, let alone listen to God's voice. So let that be or takeaway. don't allow the voice of your circumstances the sound of your fear and anxiety to overshadow God's voice because God always has the solution to our situations to our problems and He's leading and He's always guiding us but we need to be able to hear Him also don't allow I always say this don't allow the voice of someone else To overshadow, overtake or drown out God's voice. I don't care whether it's a pastor, a bishop, your friend, your mother, it's a human being. There is no human being, no matter how highly anointed that is greater than God. Sometimes some of us who are looking for men of God to pray with us or pray for us, we are checking to see who do they do miracles? Have they raised the dead? Have they healed the sick? To me that's the equivalent of the fire, the earthquake and the wind. That is all, it's not that they're not not important and God doesn't use people to do that. But that could be all noise and you're following and chasing noise. When all you need to do is listen to God's voice. So if you're in in a situation where you are afraid and you are scared and you are anxious, even depressed, whatever it is. Invest time in talking to God. First of all, talk to God, kind of like Elijah did. Even though, and and it is such a human thing. That is the prayer some of us need to pray right now. You know what, God, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I've tried everything. Can you imagine these people are trying to kill me? See what they're doing. Elijah was just so honest with God, which is the way we should pray. He said, "You know what? Just take my life. I am." Done with all of this, but even in the midst of that, when God spoke to him, he heard. So never lose sight of God's voice, never drown out God's voice. Always leave room to listen. Invest time in speaking with Him. Invest time in in praying. Invest time in praise and worship. And if you're not sure what his voice sounds like investor reading they will get to know him like in any other relationship get to know him it is my prayer for you for me for all of us and no matter the situation we are going through we will never forget god's voice we will hear his voice i pray that god grant us the grace that even when we hear his voice we listen and we follow because i know he will never steer us wrong I wish you the absolute best in everything you do. man bless.